if you're job hunting and you're stressed and you're nervous, anxious about something, forcing a smile actually is a great strategy for you. And I know it sounds weird, but trust me on this. Do it for maybe a two to three weeks to create that habit and see what it does to your endorphins. I'm Renata Bernardi, and this is the Job Hunting Podcast, where I interview experts and professionals and discuss issues that are important for job hunters and those who are working to advance their careers. So make sure that you subscribe and follow, and let's dive right in. When you're job hunting, it's very easy to feel depleted and to feel negative. There are so many different tasks that need to be done and many listeners come to me complaining about feeling overwhelmed. So in this episode, I'm sharing with you 13 little things that help me have a great day. Some of the ideas I'm about to share with you maybe are ideas that you can adopt as well. But most importantly, I was hoping to inspire you to do this exercise of listing the things that make you happy, little things that are part of your daily routine and you already do them without noticing how much they make you feel good or things that you can easily incorporate into your daily routine. But first, I want to encourage you to check out my website, renatabernardi.com, and learn more about my newish service that I have called Find My Talents. Find My Talents is an awesome way to make your day feel better, come to think of it. <laughs> I wasn't expecting to think about that, but there you go. Maybe it's not 13, it's 14 things that you can do with Find My Talents being one of them. You answer a short questionnaire and minutes later, you will receive an amazing report with great visual representations describing your top talents, career drivers and personal values and also lots of explanations. I'm going to share with you some of them about my own top talent. One of my top talents is creativity. And it's described in the report as you generate creative ideas and novel solutions to outcomes. This makes total sense to me. And this is probably why I developed the sort of career coaching programs that I have, which are very unique, very different from what I see other coaches providing their clients. It seems natural to me to come up with different ideas, different solutions that I think are more effective. And sometimes other people are surprised by my ideas. And to me, they come very naturally. So it was great to see creativity as one of my top talents. The report then goes on to explain to me three instances where I am in the creativity zone. Now, in order for you to maximize your talent and make it a strength, it's good for you to know these things. So for example, one of those zones is you often have flashes of creative inspiration at work and outside. And this is very, very true. I have to stop whatever I'm doing and then focus on 
uh, that spark that is in there, I just need to follow through with it. And it's like a creative inspiration just takes over me and I need to dedicate time to it. And I do that willingly. I don't feel bad about it. I don't feel like I'm working overtime or anything like that. And it's been the same throughout my career. So it's not just something that I do now for my work. And also outside of work, you know, sometimes I will think creatively about, you know, the way that my furniture is arranged in my house and I'll have to just redo everything. I've done it in my parents' house recently. And it was really funny because they allowed me to change things around in their house when I was in Brazil. And I could see my dad really worried about the changes that, that I was making. And now every time I call them, they tell me how happy they are with how I've reorganized their house. <laughs> so it's really lovely to see because, you know, I told mom, as soon as I walk out the house, if you don't like what I've done, you can just move things back to where they were. And she tells me, no, I really liked what you've done with the furniture and how you've organized everything. So it's really nice. The report gives me information as to when I'm at my best to boost my creativity, actions that I can do to optimize it, and all the supporting talents that I can dial up or start applying that will complement my creativity. So for example, I can dial up drive an organization to make my creativity more effective and improve the way that I implement new services and, and products in my business, for example, which is totally true. I really need to do that. You know, that organization, if I can dial it up a little bit more, my creativity will work better and be more effective. I can tell that. A super cool feature in the report, in my view, is under the heading talent used in excess. I love that, not just for myself, but also to talk to with my clients. So in the case of creativity, it tells me that when I overuse this talent, I struggle to complete tasks, I become less pragmatic, and I take too many risks. This is good to see on paper. It just was a great reminder to me because I have my own business now and I need to think commercially about my projects and my ideas. I use this report that comes out from Talent Service. I use it with my clients, with the students that I taught in the master's program at Monash University. And I also use it with my group coaching program. You can access the report on my website and you can buy it on its own or you can buy it and also book a consultation with me, for example, so that we can both workshop the results together to improve your understanding of your talents and how to turn them into strengths that can help you with your career progression. So to learn more about Find My Talents, please go to RenataBernardi.com or go to the episode show notes. There will be a link there for you. So going back to the topic of this podcast episode, I did take some time over the past few days and started writing down this list of things that make my day go smoothly and I my life a little bit better. And I wanted this to be organic and real things. Whenever I tried to look for articles about this when I was researching for this episode, I felt that they were too busy. I think that they are great articles and I will list, well, some of them. I will list the two that I really like in the episode show notes so you can go and check it out because you might be at that 
situation where you know you're ready for more <laughs> and these articles will offer good advice but in this episode it's really like the lowest common denominator you know that's what's on my list it requires very little effort i'm not going to tell you to go watch a sunrise or a sunset i'm not even going to tell you to meditate or go for a walk today or day or I'm not even going to tell you to meditate or go for a walk to make your day better. This is going to be much easier than that, in my view, because although watching the sunset is great, and if you follow me on Instagram, you will know that I love doing that. I um, live near the beach and I like to, if I can, walk to the beach and watch the sunset. But you know what? It may be a cloudy day, like today when I'm recording this episode, it's a cloudy day. It may be that you can't get out of the house for whatever reason. But what I would love for you to do is when you're driving by a sunset, I would encourage you to stop the car. Turn on the radio, take a deep breath and enjoy that moment. It's all about the little moments that are happening around us and just be mindful of them and making the most out of them. You know, taking five to ten minutes to just enjoy a little bit of sunset, if you can, when it's happening to you. Just making that a special time in your day rather than just driving by which is, you know, sadly what most people do. <laughs> so here is my list and I will now talk about it. So the first one is basically what I've been talking to you about anyway, just taking pleasure in the little things and finding those little things and just being mindful of those. So last night, for example, I was about to have a shower. I usually have a shower in the evening. I relax all my muscles before I go to bed. I find that really relaxing. I love it. And before I got in the shower, and this is something I do every day, I just hadn't thought about it. I line up all my products that I'm going to use when I get out of the shower. I started doing this because I get so relaxed in that warm you know, it's actually a very hot shower, that I come out of it almost asleep already, <laughs> you know, and then I forget to put my products and I I don't remember what I need to do. So I've come up with this habit of lie sink so that I know that I need to put those products on my face or in my body. And I think I just enjoy doing that. It's just a little thing. <laughs> and I line them all up and come out of the shower, put them on and go straight to bed. And I'm usually asleep, you know, 30 minutes later, if not earlier. So that's the idea of taking pleasure in those little things, observing them and feeling happy about them. Second thing that I learned to do recently is have my radio station in my car always in the best music station. I started doing this during the pandemic because I realized that I was in this habit of always listening to the news and I felt that that was negatively affecting my mood. So now I'm very, still very keen to, I have to, it's part of my job to know what's going on in business, to know what's going on in the world. So I do that very early in the morning. I listen to the news in the morning when I'm getting ready, having my breakfast and late at night, I might listen to 
you know, another podcast, like usually business news do that. And I also have an email from Axios in my inbox every morning and every evening. And that I think helps as well. If you want to know which podcast I listen to for news, which radio station and you know, the newsletter that I sign up from Axios, I will put the links in the show notes for you. But when I'm driving around, let's say I need to go to the supermarket or the chemist or meet a friend, I'm listening to music now. And I leave the radio on, on you know, so that when the car turns on, it will be playing ABC Jazz. That's my radio station of choice. It's the Australian ABC if you're in America, but it's a jazz station and I love jazz. So for me, that's what makes me happy. As, you know, if I'm in a hurry and I can't sync my phone and find the playlist that I want to listen, then I know that I'll be fine with that radio. And it makes me so happy to listen to jazz. I don't know what it is about jazz. It just makes really relaxed and I know I'm going to be in a good mood when I'm driving. Another thing that I love is post-its. <laughs> I know that it's a weird thing to love, but it just makes me so post-its near me. Um, if you're watching this in a video format, <laughs> I have, you know, go to my YouTube channel. I have three different color post-its just within reach and I write on them like um, some, a quote that I hear or things that I need to do, messages for my husband, lists, you know, when I'm getting a little bit flustered at the end of the day and I sort of forget what I need to do or I have too much on my plate and I just need to make a quick short list of, you know, what is it that if I do them, I'm going to be happy and I can switch off even if I can't do everything. This that I did earlier that day, I would use a post-it to just say, okay, I'll do these two things or three things and then I'll have dinner. So post-its, I love them and I often write posts all the time. It's quite funny because um, English is my second language and I notoriously have written post-its for family members here where I start writing in English and finish in Portuguese or vice versa. They're quite funny and yeah. I kept some of them because they're so hilarious. The fourth thing that I'm going to suggest that you consider is don't shop. <laughs> and I know that that's a weird one. But for me, I remember, you know, for a long time, in order to feel happy, I would go shopping. I would shop something. I would go and buy a, even a coffee and a brownie or clothes or, you know, buy things I didn't need. It just made for a feel-good moment. Uh, followed immediately by regret. So I actually very rarely shop anything. Supermarket, it's really like when we run out of something, we will go and buy that one thing. It's just Andrea and I here. So I know that that's not possible for people that have kids and big families. So I'm not saying, you know, this works for everybody, but I never shop. I never shop for clothes, nothing. I try not to buy anything if I get weird, because if you are a friend of mine and you go traveling with me, for example, and we're walking down the road or, you know, going to a mall, I will shop there, probably buy quite a lot of things because I'd never buy anything. So it will be like when I was in Brazil, I bought a few things, but it had been years since I bought anything. So it just made sense to me if I was going to take, let's say, my niece to 
the shopping center to buy her a gift that I would just go and buy things because I was there. So I'm just make the most out of that trip because I honestly hate going to shopping centers. I cannot stand shopping centers. I find them really hard to, I just don't feel comfortable in them. I feel a bit claustrophobic. So if I'm there, I will just shop <laughs> a lot. So um, it's quite funny that people will think, oh, but you shop a lot. And like, no, I haven't done any shopping in so long. So on the day to day, you know, I will go for months without buying anything. And the other thing that really uh, makes me feel very happy, and that's number five, is opting for a minimal upkeep. Right. So <laughs> trying to have a house and a lifestyle that doesn't require a lot of things to be done. So I really just normally like even as you probably know, if you follow me on any of the social medias or if you go to my website, you will see that I have gray hair together with my brunette kind of hair. It's all mixed up and it's basically just for laziness and just trying to make my life as simple as possible. You know, simple upkeep. Don't try to add too many different things that I need to do for myself or for my house. And if it needs to be done, we try to do it ourselves. Just trying, especially if you're job hunting. I guess I learned that when I had very little money and I just kept it that way. And I think that that really helps. And if you're job hunting because you don't have a job at the moment, or if you're job hunting and you have a full-time job, trying to opt for a minimal upkeep for beauty, for house, for, you know, the sort of things you cook, especially me coming from a culture where the traditional food in Brazil takes quite a while to cook. You know, my cooking is so simple. It's basically salad and a a steak or a chicken fillet that I can just fry very quickly, you know, and that's all I need salad and protein so I'm always opting for easy things this morning I had a milkshake like a not a milkshake a protein shake and that's again opting for something quick because I had a client and I just didn't have any very little time to do anything more than that number six is I smile a lot and I think now I smile a lot <laughs> it's not natural to me and I say it is for example, I have two sons and one was always very much a smiley young toddler, even a baby. He was always smiling and the other wasn't. They're both very happy. They're just, you know, different in the way that they smile and they show that to others. I have opted to train myself to smile more. And this may sound weird to you, but there is research that shows that smile works backwards. You can re-engineer feeling good inside yourself by smiling. So if you smile, if you force a smile for more than 40 seconds, you will induce your body to start producing those feel-good hormones. So if you're job hunting and you're stressed and you're nervous, anxious about something, forcing a smile actually is a great strategy for you. And I know it sounds weird, but trust me on this. Do it for maybe a two to three weeks to create that habit and see what it does to your endorphins. Okay, let me know. Send me a comment if it works. I would love to hear from you. 
so smiling. I smile a lot. You know, even when I'm by myself, I try to think of things that makes me smile. Just remember things. Let's say today's Monday. I would try to remember something from the week that makes me smile. And yeah, just use that to boost my energy and my feel-good hormones in my body. Number seven is plants in the house. I love plants in the house. I don't have a jungle. I know that it's kind of trendy now to have a lot of plants everywhere. No, I'm not that like that. Although I do have a fig leaf tray that I bought years ago, very tiny, and it's now taking over the house and really annoying Andre, my husband. He keeps telling me to put it outside, but we live in Melbourne and that plant doesn't like the Melbourne weather. It needs to be in-house. So other than that, I don't have a huge amount of plants, but the ones that I have I love. I think when I need a break from work, going upstairs and checking if they need water and just, you know, looking after them. And, you know, yesterday, for example, I went outside. I have two blueberries in my balcony and I ate two little blueberries from one of the trees. It just makes me so happy. So I think it's worth investing in a few plants and see what that does to you. Number eight is smelling good things like flowers or herbs. I have recently planted herbs just outside my window. If you're watching me on YouTube, you will see the herb garden on a vertical wall. Here it's a vertical garden with herbs. Sometimes I open the door here and the smell of those herbs, they just hit me. Like if there's a little bit of a breeze, they this office and it, they make me super happy. I sometimes like scented candles. Sometimes they make me <laughs> have a bit of a headache, so I have to be careful which scents work for me. But it's just that taking that time to smell something good. It could be something you baked, could be a flower or a candle. It boosts my, my feel-good hormones for sure. I said I, was, I wasn't going to tell you to go for a walk, but number nine is, you know, opt for walking. You know, if you can, <laughs> it doesn't have to be a long walk. It can be just something like going outside and walking. And I usually end up chatting to my next door neighbor. You know, she's a very interesting professional. I like to hear what she's up to. So if I go around the block at the end of the day, I might see any of my neighbors coming back from work because some of them have to go to work in town and I chat to them. person across the road is also very interesting. And sometimes I get to talk to him as well. So Just having that opportunity to go out and go for a short walk and just talk to anyone outside. It's not my husband. It's just the two of us in the house. And um, having that chat with anyone that's taking their dog to the dog park next door or coming back from getting a coffee at the cafe next door. Yeah, I like that. And it helps me just feel good about myself and laugh and complain about the Melbourne weather. You know, that's usually what we talk about in Melbourne. Number 10 is very me. It's eating fruit. Nothing makes me happier, I have realized, than eating a piece of fruit. It can be any fruit. <laughs> But normally, you know, I would have maybe blueberries or banana or, you know, papaya. I love the golden kiwis now. They're in season in Australia and they're 
just delicious and I just love cutting a fruit and just scooping it out. Could be a dragon fruit and just enjoying it. Nothing makes me happier in terms of food than eating fruit. I, I love it. So yeah, find something that you enjoy tasting and I hope it's something healthy <laughs> that will certainly help as well. But sometimes, you know, like I realized yesterday also that I love nachos <laughs> and it just makes me so happy to eat it very slowly and have all that saltiness, a bit of avocado on it. Ah, oh, just makes me so happy. So really enjoy that. Number 11 is choosing to do, if you have kind of an off day and you want to feel really good and you have like chores around the house that you need to do, the ones that just uplift you. You know how there are chores that you enjoy doing and then there are chores that are just terrible and you hate it. And for me, I actually don't mind washing the dishes. There's something about touching the water and the soap and making it all clean and sparkly. I just enjoy doing that. I do that and I don't like to um, do the washing, you know, the clothes and putting them in the washing machine, taking them out, putting them in the dryer. That for me is a hard chore that I will have to do in a good day, <laughs> not in a bad day, not when I'm not really happy um, or something is bothering me. That's not the day to do the washing for me. So it's just those things, you know, choose the chores, do the ones that uplift you if you need to keep the house tidy and put the others away for another time. We're almost at the end. Now, number 12 is feeling the emotions. So if something is keeping you from having a great day, just what is it? You know, stop and kind of feel it. Is it anger? Is it frustration? Is it anxiety? And, you know, is it because you're excited? Sometimes you're good, positive emotions, you know. Um, just before going overseas to travel to Brazil, I was super excited, but it just made me flustered and kind of scatterbrained and I wasn't really thinking stay as straight and doing my job properly. <laughs> so just stopping to think, okay, what emotions am I feeling now? And coming to terms with it and enjoying spending some time untangling it. And then you will find that if you understand why you are feeling what you're feeling, even though you can't solve the problem, you know, you can just give yourself permission to feel human and have those emotions. But it's almost like you solve the mystery of your brain. And then once you've realized that, you can just go on with your day without it being so overwhelming, I suppose. And number 13 for me, this is kind of weird, but it really helps, is crying. And the thing about my crying is I hardly ever cry about things that happen to me because I have such a good life these days. I'm very, very lucky. There's nothing really bothering me. And look, maybe tomorrow it will be a completely different story, but I don't often cry about my life or things that are happening to me. But I enjoy the act of crying. <laughs> I cry when I watch something sad on TV. So last night I was watching a TV series and something emotional happened 
in that series and it happens to me all the time. Like if there's anything emotional happening on TV, I just give myself permission to cry and I love it because I have very dry eyes. <laughs> and when I cry, it just like lubricates everything. You know, it makes me, you know, kind of mellow and and it's good. I feel good about it. And I try to cry every day watching TV and I can cry with almost everything on TV. Funny story, I was once traveling with a friend and when I travel my, I have chronic dry eyes and when I travel my eyes get super dry. So one of the <laughs> lacrimal glands on my left eye uh, got clogged and it just wouldn't unclog and it's very uh, full when that happens. And it was a, it, we were in the Gold Coast, which is a beautiful part of Australia. And usually, you know, sunny days, you go to the beach, but it was raining and I told my friend, can we please go to the movie and watch a sad movie? Because I need to cry to unclog my lacrimal gland because it's clogged. <laughs> and she's like, oh, that's a weird request, you know, let's go to the movies. But yeah, I have heard of that reason before. <laughs> but um, it was quite funny because we couldn't find any movies that were sad. And then we were on TV late at night trying to find it sad for me to watch to cry. <laughs> And um, we couldn't find it. I think we watched Mary That First Sight and um, that didn't work. <laughs> so it's quite popular here in Australia. Um, all right. So these are my 13 things. Take pleasure in the little things. Listen to music. Post it or find anything that can help you take control um, of your ideas. So post-its for me is really don't go shopping. When, you know, uh, you're in that situation, I think it's um, a very short-lived dopamine-induced exercise. So I try not to shop for minimal upkeep around my house and um, around myself because I think it just frees me time and space to think about other things. I try to smile and I force myself to smile. I like plants around the house. I love to smell things. I like to opt for walking when I need a break so I can exercise a little bit. But most importantly, just get out of the house and talk with people. I eat fruit to make me happy and chores. I choose chores that are uplifting and I avoid the chores that just, you know, I don't enjoy doing. I love just feeling emotions and sort of figuring out what it is that's keeping me from having a more productive day or more effective day and acknowledge them and move on and just crying a little bit at the end of the day watching a sad TV show usually helps as well for me I enjoy that feeling of slowing it, it almost like slows me down and gets me ready for bed late at night all right, everyone, I hope you've enjoyed this and I hope most importantly that you start looking around in your own daily routine for keep your day to day exciting, interesting and cruisy, you know, light in that you enjoy those little things in life, especially if you're going through stressful activities like job hunting. Job hunting is very much like preparing for a race, preparing for a competition, and you need to find those light 
cruisy things in your day to keep yourself centered and relaxed and happy and going to bed with a smile. I hope you enjoy doing your own list. Maybe try some of the things from my list and let me know how it goes. I'd love to hear from you. You can do that by leaving this podcast a feedback on iTunes or Spotify. I would love to hear from you and read your review. Give it five stars. Or you can reply to my newsletter if you get my weekly newsletter by email you can reply back and tell me what you thought of this episode and your ideas for future episodes i'd love to hear from you you can sign up for the newsletter with the link in the show notes as well okay until next time everyone bye